Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is a brand new episode of Is It Just Me? It's the podcast where everything gets discussed. Everything and anything. No issue is too big or too small for us to examine and ask, is it just me? I'm Joe Elvin. And I'm James Williams. And today we have television royalty with us. We oh. are so excited. I'm ridiculously excited. Because, as I said before, <laughs> yeah. I'm the biggest Strictly nerd ever. Massive glue there, people. See, I was trying to sort of like give her a big build up, but it's Sorry. like we're going to be talking about all sorts of things today from social media to drinking to attractiveness to Christmas. And we're going to get a hell of a lot of strictly dirty gossip. Bring it on. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Ms. Shirley Ballas. Yay. Thank you. Yay. I'm so excited oh, to be applaud. here chatting with yes, you. I didn't applaud. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you, Joe. One strike already. That's okay. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm suddenly very aware of my posture. You. <laughs> do you get this a lot now, Shelley? Because I do. Anyone who's not a Strictly fan will know that you know you, you, you did sort of tell off Claudia, didn't you, on that live TV? I, I told Claudia to watch her posture, and she's done much better. And, but I thought the funniest was when I went on the Graham Norton show, and oh, Will Ferrell and all the other chappies just sat up straight and turned out their feet, and that was really funny. But to that be was reason. like one of the viral clips of the year. Now you and Will Ferrell dancing yeah. a rumba. It's yeah. Awesome. Was, that, was. was that spontaneous or was that something that was discussed in the group? It was absolutely spontaneous. It That's was spontaneous. Yeah. If somebody had told you a year ago you'd be on one of the biggest chat shows in the UK, slow dancing the rumba with Will Ferrell, what would you have said to me? What are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, my whole life has changed for this Hasn't part it? of the year. So. I mean, have you enjoyed it? Because I mean, you have. Did you it's know what you're getting into? I didn't, but you know, I have three children that are also in the entertainment industry, so I've kind of watched their career. But uh, when Mark, my birth son, you know, thought I should come along and try for this job, I was, oh, you know, I've done no TV, Mark, I'm not sure about it. He said, well, you should go, you should try. Uncle Lenny is going to hang up his shoes, and I think, Mummy, you can do really Uncle quite Lenny. well. Oh. So he gave us, me, well, he's known 
before Mark was born, so he was my teacher and, you know, really good friend, came for dinner all the time. So Bart knows him as Uncle Lenny. So I would have called him Uncle Lenny. <laughs> so yes, I you know went to try for the job and uh, got the job. And uh, Mark, of course, was the first person I called. He could tell by my face on FaceTime. And he was just like, the only drawback with the job will be the British press. Mm. He said, that's the part that you'll have the hardest time with. Yeah. So I... I'd say that's been pretty much the case. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not just going to say this because you're on our podcast, but I have to say, to me now, it feels like you've been there forever. It really does really? feel like, yeah, I think in the course of... I'm like an old relic. No, no, <laughs> it just means, I just think you've energised it. I mean, you know, we love, we love Len, and I, but I think, you know, what was brilliant, they've not tried to replace like for like. You've got a totally different energy. You've got a totally different... Well, you just couldn't replace him because he is brilliant himself. So I think it was very smart on the BBC's part to maybe even go for a lady or to go from somebody completely different. Oh, you're no lady. That's what I read read in the tabloid. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw those movies of Will Ferrell as well. I'll, I'll remember them forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was going through your head when you were dancing with Will Ferrell? Well, normally I'm the one in control when yeah. I dance, so, but when, when he took the floor, he took over. So he, <laughs> I had to really think on my feet because he was wafting here and he was doing a Bruno. He was wafting that left arm around. So I had to kind of just improvise at the end. He was the most amazing sport and I had to improvise on my feet, but I think it went really well. And what did he smell like? <laughs> He smelled gorgeous. I mean, so tall and slim yeah. and funny and polite. Um, he made me laugh on the chair when I was critiquing him, and he goes, Shirley, darling, it is comedy. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was so funny. So, yeah, he was lovely. They were all lovely. Yeah. Oh, well, the other thing I think has been really nice, actually, is you know often on talent shows there's a big, there's a big deal made out of you know new panel members or new judges, and they try to encourage people falling out with each other. And what I think is really obvious on this panel with Strictly is that you all really genuinely go and have a real laugh. I think that's really palpable. Well, we were on, was it Good Morning This Morning? What were we on? This Morning. This Morning. So we were on that. And I wanted to really share my story this week. You know, the tabloids have been that Darcy and I have been at loggerheads or whatever. But it's not true. So what happened on Saturday, what happened on just the Saturday pass, we both had to do our entrances coming on from the stage and Bruno gave me the twirl across that he normally does. As I went down, he shortened his arm, he gave me a big kiss. So I actually got a kiss. I haven't had one of those in a while. So I thought, oh, this is nice. And as I turned around, I was already late for the queue. I was late. Yeah. So, of course, Darcy had to improvise. So she went ahead and put her hand on, uh, on Craig's chest. <laughs> so, But, of course, the press made a story. Oh, been, Shirley's been snubbed by Darcy. It just wasn't the case. She's just the most wonderful person I think I've met. She's lovely. I, just, I, I get so bored oh, with, yeah. with the... I don't know. Tabloids are just desperate for women to hate each yeah. other. Oh, it's, and it's unbelievable. It's well, it was what my mum told me when I went into the job and my son told me the same thing. It's not, you may be qualified and have all these qualifications that you've had all your life, but it's not your, it's not their job to fit in with you. It's mm. my job, Shirley Ballas, to fit in with the panel because the panel is already up and running. Mm. Um, and I'm very, I can mix and I love people, but I have to say they made the job super easy. 
because oh. Craig sent me flowers for my birthday and Bruno I've known for 11 years and Darcy was just so mothering you know she was like she wanted to show me the ropes and I think she was so excited to have a lady yeah. that we could share with so now it's not three men I mean yeah. we, we control that floor darling <laughs> let me tell you we control that floor and that. Uh, we have a good laugh and uh, it's good. I'm from you know where I'm from and she's from where she's from but somehow it just works she likes my sense of humour and I like her sense of humour so I love that. Yeah. And obviously, so the British tabloid press aside, you've enjoyed it. And please say, oh, please say yes. you're coming back. Well you, well, you know, nothing in life is for sure. No invitations have come out at the moment. So, but right now I can just say that I've had the most marvellous time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Because you obviously you don't, you don't live here then. Do you? Where do you live? Well, you? I come here three times a year. You, you host, this country hosts the biggest championships in the world. In Blackpool. You have January at the Big Centre in Bournemouth. You have the British Open to the World in May at the Winter Gardens. And you have the International Championships at the Royal Albert Hall in October. I did not know this, Joe. So there you go. You host the big big three. We are the dons of... I mean, dancing is spread to every country in the world, but Great Britain hosts the three biggest championships in the world. And I'm always judging there or, you know, I'm over, so... Good four months of the year here. Yeah. I only moved over there when my children got on Dancing with the Stars when I moved over there. So. What, I, what I love about your story is it really demonstrates that, I mean, you didn't know you were going to end up on the biggest television show on the BBC, but you've kind of, you've ended up there because you followed a passion since you were, I think, what, like seven. a baby, yeah. you know, seven yeah. years old, and it's just taking you places because you love it and you're good at it and it's incredible that isn't it because you just, I think that there's there's a real lesson in there for don't just do something with the aim of it one day leading to this goal if you actually love doing something it, it will open up so many possibilities have you always found that I just find that the journey you know you have to have a good energy and you have to really love what you do I mean when I moved to the United States 11 years ago like I say when the children got on Dancing with the Stars I would uh, recruit for that show so I would encourage dancers to go on that show and then I would do like they had like a little after buzz where we'd all talk about the judges so I'd get on that occasionally and then they featured me one year as an iconic woman in the business so I got to do a little bit on that show my, Corky my Mark's dad he was actually I danced with Cloris Leachman so he actually got to wow. feel what it was like to be on the show and I was in awe of that mm. you know and then Mark Darren and Julianne or you know we won 10 times on that show I have 10 mirror balls in my house wow but yeah. um, oh, you know a, I'd never got to do anything I was going to say just 10 that's a lot of dusting yeah a lot of dusting so it would to come round now and to be able to judge this in strictly in my country, if you like, and for my 80-year-old mum to be able to sit there every week and be, you know, David and I were raised by a single mother, and for her to be able to sit there and see it is uh, great. I mean, no disservice to Dancing with the Stars, I would actually argue that Strictly is a bigger show in the UK in terms of eyeballs and in terms of the country's passion. I think well, you're a smaller country, yes, aren't you? And you have yeah. you have probably about the you same know, viewing figures. Yeah, but it's the most. But here, show what I've noticed about like in the United States, you're 52 states, so you're going from here to here. They all have their own newspapers. Yeah. They all have their own this TV channels. Here, you've got your set of TV channels. Everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. You know, the the next day when I go up to my mum's on a Sunday or something, you know, the taxi driver's talking about it or people on the train are talking about it or yeah. the lady in the shop is talking about it it's just the most loved show ever and the thing is you, can, you know if for as much as you can say obviously in this age of Netflix and Amazon and you know people downloading things but ultimately 
you are prime time BBC One. You cannot get any more it's mainstream rich. than that. You are literally, and people still have this. We're British. We always feel drawn to prime time BBC One. I mean, when you say it like that, Sorry. you know, it just. But, but when you say it like that, it kind of like brings it home again. I yeah. mean, I know that, of course, now. But good job of telling you the end of the season. But at the beginning, beginning <laughs> I didn't realise that. I knew it yeah. was a big show in Great Britain. Of course, I followed it. You know, I've had a, a lot of people I know on the show, but. Um, I never ever realised that the people really, I mean, we've got so many experts out there. I mean, the show's been running, is it 15, 15 years? Yeah. 15 years, people have been watching it. And Do you think that's why you got the job? Because when you were sort of like discussing it, I don't know if you auditioned for it, but you were the one going, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What's this called again? Yeah. No, because yeah. of course I know all about, I follow both shows. So yeah. I follow both shows, but of course more was Dancing with the Stars because the children were in it, but... I did follow the show because, like I said, I had friends on it and different people that I knew. I just didn't appreciate maybe... The scale. The scale yeah. of it, yeah. And it was scary. It's been overwhelming. And I'm such a perfectionist and so tough on myself, you know, so I watch it back. I never seem to get the paddle. I, actually, the last two weeks, if you look at the paddle, <laughs> it's no longer covering my teeth. And then you used to, have to press that little thing on the side, you know, your score. So they finish the dancing, you've got to press your little thing so that they're getting it upstairs so they can get ready to flash it up on the screen. Well, at first I was forgetting to press the button. So my line producer who has her earphones in, she'd hear all this scream. She has a press the button. She has a press the button. No score from Shirley. No score from Shirley. I have no idea. <laughs> then they'd be always... running around. Press your button. So it was, it was hilarious. Going up. Well, no, because the score's you see the scores on the TV, yeah. don't you? So they can't just do it. It's going up at the same time as the paddle's coming yeah. out. So you have to do that, and then you have to hold the paddle here, and then you've got your own space, even though Bruno invades mine. I try not to invade Darcy's, but we like to invade each other's space. We have a little called, cuddle. I think so. we call this paddleography. Yeah. <laughs> paddleography. Can I copyright that? Oh my gosh, it's only taken me about three months to get my paddleography right. I like that. You've been wondering that, so I'll give you that. I mean, you know, have I not done all this dance training? I know what I'm doing. Why do I have to worry about the shitting paddle? But do, but do you understand that the easiest part for me is to critique the dancing? Mm. That's the easiest part for me. And that's, that's, that's what I think you've really brought, because you've really brought a real technical knowledge and know-how and you're, I think you've, you're, you're I feel like you're schooling the nation really getting into the although, although my mum you know mummy I call every Sunday morning she, she's just my right arm she's amazing tells me about my hair and my dress she goes now let's talk about this chassis Shirley she says now I've been around you a long time darling what is the chassis darling people are sitting in their chair at home and they have no idea what you're talking about so then that's when I started on it takes two or on the results show to explain a chassis is three steps in any direction or a little bit more about the rise and fall or watch the way they pull the heels together or demonstrating with my hands pretending my hands are legs and things like that on the table so because you can be too technical to where the people at home are thinking, what is the Lord is she talking <laughs> yeah. about? There's lots of assumed knowledge. Like the, the frocks and the, yeah. you know, <laughs> and the, and the, you know, the, the, the overt sexuality. And, and, and just the yeah. magic of yeah. it. It's just yeah. a magical show. Yeah. It changes the romantic. Yeah. yeah. No, I just think, you know, in, in this miserable world, there's a lot of bad shit going on at the moment. I just think, some extra, I, I would have it on 365 days a year. I just think... Well, you sit there on a Saturday evening, don't you, and you, you have your pizza or your takeaway or mum cuts a meal and you've got granny and grandpa and the children and the dad and the mum they're all sitting there and then they all want to say who they like and yeah. who they don't like and I think it's 
just the most brilliant way of bringing families together. Oh, because if you together. take six people out now, I mean, how much does that cost? You know, it's yeah. expensive, isn't it? Yeah. As where you can sit at home and you can have this amazing Disneyland ride, <laughs> if you like, for a Saturday evening, which carries you through the week, I feel. Well, as Jane says, you are absolutely firmly part of that institution now. Yeah. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. So thank are, you. You, are you ready? We're going to have a few heated debates. Okay. Yes. Heated debate. Yes. I've got yeah. a feeling that you're going to be up for this shit. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Come on, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> Shirley Ballas, James Williams. Is it just me who does drink and do social media? And possibly shouldn't. Possibly <laughs> okay, shouldn't. okay. Well, I've gotten it since I started the show. I have gotten into social media and I quite like... I've got... I thought you were going to say, since I've started the show, I've got really into drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I have learned. Don't drink and do social media because you will get yourself in trouble. Right. So you have to have a clear head on the social media. Okay. But yeah, I, I wouldn't drink and do social media. No. Would you drink and do social media? I'm with you on this Come on, you must have done it. I mean, I have. Don't make me the bad girl. And then I've caught myself actually going, it's now time to step away. Because I think, well, yeah. I think it's very talking about. I think you're obviously surely involved in the show, but I actually think a lot of the enjoyment for lots of people comes out of watching it unfold on social media. So things on Twitter, and you know, I'm sure you've experienced that. Well, I've, I've never done it before, so yeah. this has been new for me. And you know, they say no, don't read it because people were mean. We had some trolling, but that's like saying to a child, don't put your finger in the light socket. Yeah. You know, they go over <laughs> and they want to. So I was curious. So I adopted this new thing for my, and some of the things people called me, which I didn't take personally because obviously, you know, my, my brother took his own life and bullying and this and that that has been a part of my life. I just try to step back and think, where are they in their life? Mm. So I have this little thing I do for myself. So I write a very nice message, putting in the bad line that they've said in my message, and I give them a second chance and a third. If they continue to be mean, then I block them. But you know what? They'd be surprised. There's been so many out there that said, oh, maybe I've misjudged you, or I'll have a chance, and then we start a little dialogue or whatever. So it's been really good. I have Jenny in the army. Jenny, she's got her own little Shirley army going, and <laughs> people then want to follow that, and they, and they want to be a part. And I think if people make an effort to do a post... I think the least you can do is if you have time, and you know, obviously I do at the moment, so really respond. Do you reply? Do I you do. even to the nasty ones? I do, don't I? Yeah. I do. Oh, I, I mind do. that, yeah. I, mean. I do, and they have said some really mean, and I try to say, you know, when it's foul language, we've got children also on Twitter, yeah. so let's curb the language. Let's find another way of calling me a name other than the bad language. It's just this weird thing that this is terrible disconnect, I don't understand how, but... You know, how they don't think you're going to see it. The thing is, they are communicating directly with you. Were they at you? Or even, you know, hashtag But I think probably most people um, who've been raised in the entertainment industry, perhaps many of them don't respond. But I'm new at it, don't forget. I've done no TV, none of this. I would still argue, if you're somebody on Twitter, you are atting somebody. You know that if they run their own social account, that's going to be read by that person. You're not... And not an anonymous person. You're not, you're not even like a. You could argue like a newspaper person will just write something in a newspaper, but it's not sending it to them in a letter. It's yeah. literally like a direct connection. Like, it does amazing. Yeah. You would never say to somebody's face what some people say on Twitter, for example. You know, yeah. and that's the shock. Well, sometimes they don't even put their picture up, do they? No. They really are behind something. But, but again, maybe they're lonely. Maybe they've also had negative environment in the past. Or maybe it's for a little attention or something like that. So I do try to be quite forgiving on it. They're horrendous. They're just horrible people. I just, you know, I will never understand. Um, 
and look, I think you know I've made mistakes. I've, I've written things that have been misconstrued and yeah. taken a wrong way, and I you know I'm apologised and all those sorts of things. But I never understand thinking. Do you know what? I think this really horrible negative thought about that Shirley on Strictly. I'm going to sit. I'm turning on my phone. I'm still thinking this thing. I'm actually going to spend time now. Yeah. Well, I've still got a chance to decide not to send send this as I'm yeah. typing it. I'm still going to. I will never understand it. Well, well, Mark said to me, my son. You know, he said, "Do not engage on the Twitter, mummy. Don't <laughs> engage on the Twitter." So one lady came up because, of course, I post about his music and his dancing and this and that and the other. And I think the word is neptoism, isn't it? Neptoism. Neptoism. So one lady came on and she was ranting on about this. And then from the United States, then he got on it, you know, and he goes, well, if you call this neptoism, he says, when I have my children, I'll be guilty of it. And he got right involved there. (laughs) (laughs) No, because, you know, he knows that everybody loves their kids. We all like to talk about our children at the end of the day. So I I, 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 put some really mean tweets last night about um, the trio of bullies on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here I've got right involved in that this year okay. so like Dennis um, Jamie and Amir have mm. been really it's been like systematic bullying of Ian Lee on this show oh. I was really really glad I hadn't been drinking <laughs> because I felt like you know what I said was like you know I didn't at any of those guys but I was just like oh you know I really want Ian to win now just to see the face on the bitchy triplets and mm. stuff like this hashtagging in the show retweet retweet but, but I you know I think yeah if I'd had two glasses of wine yeah I might have added Dennis yeah. and said you're horrible well I think the thing yeah. is it's like everything isn't it I think you know I, I always say there are very few things honestly that I've said sober that I regret there are plenty of things I've said under the, yeah. under the influence of alcohol I've said and I guess when you're talking about social media, the sheer scale of it. So I think, to be honest, I still am a bit wary. I don't really... I mean, I'll read it, but I'll very, very rarely compose something under the influence of alcohol. And I hope you don't mind me saying, Shirley, I think I would advise anyone listening, if you're going to drunk and tweet, tweet Shirley. Because <laughs> <laughs> she'll forgive you. She, she can hack it. I, I, I'm just saying, tweet, oh, no. tweet you yeah. rather than... Her, your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, I see, yeah. Don't, don't, if you're feeling really angry, to, poor Shirley's going to get all these drunken British yeah. people. That's okay, I'm okay, that's okay. Join my Twitter, come join us. She's going to improve their minds, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think that, you know, maybe some people are lonely. I mean, I'm fortunate that even in my own industry, you know, there's always a glitzy glam place to go to dress up, to do this, to do that. So there's always something to look forward to. But, you know, I've got friends that's still up on the housing estate and that that glamour isn't, they don't get to do so many things. So they do come on Twitter or they do come on Instagram or they do private message me. And I think it's just nice to, you know, make someone's day if I can. Social media can be great. It can also be horrible, but on the whole... You yeah, know. I mean, poor Alexandra Burke's had a tough week oh, on social yeah. media this week on no, Call for. Do you have a take on that? I, I, I think it's another form of bullying, personally. Mm. You know, I think, um, you know, they everybody talks about this one having experience and that one. Let's face it, no, most not. people have had experience, exactly. a ballet class, a tap class, yeah. or... And also, Joe in his theatre art school or whatever. It's not the first season. It's been on and, and, lots and of previous Somebody seasons. asked me that, which should be all beginners. I said, trust me, if it was all beginners, you wouldn't watch it after no, week three. True. Totally. Yeah. You know, you need the cross-section of this or that or the acting skills or the person that's... Made, you need everything. Because obviously when Strictly first started, and I would argue when it first started, it was far more of a joke. It was very much seen as a far more sort of a bit like... 
or let's just put right. it out. A little bit end of the period. Yeah, the budget yeah. were yeah. the same. I mean, it was, I think, more just anybody with zero sort of dance background or performing skills. Yeah. And it was not the same show. Strictly really took off when it started to really embrace, I think, a few more people with those skills. And obviously then the enjoyment factor goes through the roof as well, you know, so... Yeah, I, I felt, I feel a little bit sorry for anybody who gets that kind of, like, that bullying treatment, mm. you know, so... It's, um, it's a funny old thing, I isn't agree. it? But, yeah. Um, yeah she's I mean, strong. She's a very yes. nice lady. She and is. she lost her mum, you exactly. know, she lost her mum the first week. Is, and again, this is why I just don't understand it, because not that I'm trying to say that should get her any extra Yeah, absolutely. Or, We're just talking about the human yeah. being here now. But We're not talking things, about the show. They're saying horrible things anyway. But you're also saying horrible things to somebody who's actually just recently gone through something quite painful. That, that's that's the crux of it, I think you just said there, as I think that particularly celebrities aren't seen as human beings no. by the general public. No. They're just seen as abstract masses of cells who are on the telly yeah. and they're not they're not seen as somebody who's well, got actually, pain yeah. or embarrassment or fear or anything well problems. i find it a little uncomfortable if i go up north and you know my mum has a social calendar now so it brings families together i'll oh. put it like that and it's i'm uncomfortable saying oh you know you think you're this or you think you're that and i'm like no i'm just shirley and i'm just doing a job yeah. the fact it happens to be on the tv it doesn't, not a 57, it certainly doesn't change you. Oh, Maybe if you were 18 or 19, yeah. then it might go to your head. But um, for me, definitely not, you know. I mean, I've done my, spent my life grounding Mark and my children. My mother's done the same with me, so. And she's always telling you off about you. Oh, are you listening, mother? Are you listening? Are you having a listen? What did you do with your hair this week? Why have you got it long? What was that dress they had you in this week? Oh, yeah, she's very straight. She has an opinion. That's she has an armchair opinion. So that's why I understand people who have yeah. that. Because you, you, your judging skills yeah. clearly, you know, picking you about the apple from fall far from the tree. She's funny. So. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What do we think about this one? Attractiveness. And, you know, is it, is it something that's, I don't know, I kind of feel like there's a certain shame, particularly in Britain, about wanting to be attractive or wanting to be seen as attractive. Um, what do you guys think? 
I know what you mean. And, and is it all right to I mean, want I think, to be attractive? I mean, I guess it's quite interesting you say that is it a, a British thing? So I guess, you know, when you go, when you go to America, the first thing oh, I'm telling you, back, the first thing they'll say about it is they all think we eat terrible food, we've all got like gravestone teeth, right? <laughs> it's true, right? And, isn't that they always think, right? So, but there's definitely been a shift. Now you look at the new sort of reality TV shows in the UK, all these people are now like, Henched, they're tanned, they've got great teeth. So, you know, Love Island, for example, you know, Towie, Made in Chelsea, all these shows. So, you know, we've definitely, I think, become a vainer, I think, nation. I mean, I remember friends of mine coming over from America and sitting them down and we'd have EastEnders on. And they would, I remember one, one time, two of my friends from America just tend to going, why, why have you got such ugly people on TV? Oh my like, they were really genuinely taken aback. And I was like, what do you mean? Because they were like, well, they would never get a job on, like, a soap in America. Yeah. And, you know, so, in a way, I kind of love us for that. But yeah. I do think times there are changing. But I don't think there's anything wrong with one of this, but we all want to feel attractive. Well, or... I, I live in an industry that's all about glamour, you know, yeah. so when you're judging a competition, you have to look respectable, wear a nice dress, and put a little makeup on but I have to say for myself I am the most comfortable when I don't have the makeup on so for example when we go to Strictly on a Saturday afternoon and Miss Darcy she's so beautiful you know and she just always looks absolutely stunning but I don't care to put my makeup on in the afternoon so I go down I have my rollers in <laughs> and my scarf wrap round and then the band will strike up um, Hilda Ogden from Coronation Street they'll start playing the music and I have my older hay pyjamas on because I support that hospital up in the north so I put the spotted pyjamas on I have my dressing gown on I've got my rollers in and then Darcy's so beautiful and we come down in our rehearsal like together so I, I think it's how you feel comfortable yeah. how you personally I've had some issues with uh, how I look myself over the years and only just now coming into you know what oh it's God, what, okay to what, be what woman doesn't though yeah. you know and I, I oh. think I'm getting to an age where I you know I was obsessed in my 20s obsessed with whether or not I was attracted to men obsessed and I, you know I've been married a long time now and also just getting older I mean I don't want to look like the lady on Mrs Brown's boys anytime soon but I, well you're stunning well bless you check out your lovely figure but I don't I, I don't care about it in the same way and it feels actually quite liberating to yeah. not be going into conversations with men the way I did in my 20s that does and, and worrying about oh god you know do they think I'm good looking do you know what I mean that, that I think at the end of the day it's whatever makes you feel comfortable yeah you know, as long as you can stay healthy and you're comfortable when you look at yourself, I think it's it's fine, whatever. You want to dress up and put your eyelashes on? Put your eyelashes on. I met a lady the other day, a friend of my friend's, and she came in, she had the full tan on. And I said, oh my goodness, you look like you've, you've been on holiday. She goes, oh no, but I feel much better if I put my fake tan on. She, she looked, she was stunning, but she looked like she'd been in the Caribbean and it was <laughs> below zero, you do know. You, so. Do you think, I still think this, I completely hear what you're saying, James, about yes, you know, Britain has become more sophisticated in that way. I still feel like there's this hangover where um, people who care about their looks, people who invest in their looks are derided. Oh, yeah. And I was really, really struck um, because I actually met Montana Brown, who was on Love Island a couple of weeks ago. I absolutely loved her, really charming, really lovely. And I saw her on Loose Women. And the whole tone around that panel was, you're really nice. <laughs> and you're really not stupid. And I think that there's this derision that comes with 
pretty people. Mm. Yeah. So and and almost a shame in, in well, therefore wanting to be gonna, seen as a pretty person. I think it's picking up on your point, Sharon. You said yeah, whatever it makes you happy or whatever you know. People have different ideas of what's attractive or what makes yeah. them feel attractive. And I think that's totally brilliant and that's as it should be. But I am with you, Joe. I do think that it's far more acceptable for you to be, oh, I just threw this thing on, I just turned up like this. Whereas if you said, yeah, I was in makeup for three hours and I went to the hairdressers yesterday and I worked at the gym for three hours yesterday, people go, oh, there's yeah. a judgment there. It's far yeah. more acceptable to be that low maintenance, easy breezy, oh yeah, you know, I woke up like this. Yeah. Whereas people who actually say, and, and you know, I come from a background of interviewing celebrities, you know, and nothing winds me up more than when you interview a celebrity and you say, what, what do we know? You look great. What, what's your secret? What's your, what's your diet? What's your oh, I don't do anything. And you know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. And that is a false idol. That is something unhealthy. It's wrong. It's a really bad message to send that to people to say that, you know, six weeks after giving birth, you just bounce back into your size 16 without doing anything. That's a well, lie. Well, I, I do that. Oh, I, I won't, brought this up. I won't like say... Yeah, sorry, I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. but you know what I, I mean? I won't say who said this, but I, actually the other day uh, somebody said to me, you may consider, if you were to get the job back, you may consider that you want to do lip fillers. <gasps> Because I've got very... I'll do it for Halloween because I just want to see what you look like. I've got very small lips, but, you know, I have a friend who did lip fillers, which looks great, but it's very painful, and I don't like and pain, even though I have had a little Botox. I have a little Botox so here and there. I think but, lips, um, are, lips, I think, are, are But you can paint them in, do you yes. know what I mean? You can paint them in. You don't need to, if you don't want to. I don't want no. to. I don't want those it's fillers that those come here by your nose and make your lips look this. Botox. It really hurts. <laughs> I've had Botox a couple of times over the year. It hurts. It's it like, hurts, I can't imagine I, doing anything more high yeah. maintenance. I, than I that. do like a little Botox. <laughs> you know, no, you know, just a little at 57. Just a little. Yeah, yeah. 57. But, 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 but again, I think that's good because also I think in this country as well, we have a terrible idea of what Botox is or what work is or what you know plastic surgery is because. We all see Bride of Wildenstein, all these terrible examples of people who are having little things done. I mean, I don't agree in plastic surgery no. to where it alters your, no. your, you know, where you have to do it like 50 surgeries or, no. you know, you alter your whole being and you get so obsessed because you don't feel you look good enough or no. you're not good well, enough. you know, Shirley, I'm unemployed at the moment. I'm very bored. I might, <laughs> I might just sort of like go down that route and just see what it looks like. You know? I've got to have a hobby. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a new hobby. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's a funny old thing about it. But I think those are also the people then, you know, they're a bit obsessive. So they're people that will just have 100 tattoos or they will just max out their credit cards. You know, I think you're either that yeah. person that just becomes, you become so, you fall down the rabbit hole, don't you? Yeah. Whereas I think there are some people out there who are clearly having good work done, but it, they look like themselves. I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think if people are comfortable with it, and I mean, if I feel if I want to go and do a bit of Botox, I'm comfortable to do that. Oh, if I ever have a facelift, I'm going to say, can I get Shirley Ballas cheek? <laughs> I want the Ballas cheek. I mean, my son got a full arm of tattoos. He got a full arm. And you got any? Yeah, I do. I have a, on my buttocks. Do you? On my left and right. Yes, I have a, a butterfly that I got when uh, Corky left, which represents freedom. And then when my brother died, I, he was into frogs. So we did his grave and everything was with frogs. And I got the frog and his initials. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I do have two tattoos. Not that anybody will have seen them, <laughs> but I do it's have just two. just for you. But I did say to my son, why, why do you feel the need to have all those tattoos? He goes, but, Mum, because he's got my name right down that he started with that, you know, Shirley. Oh, I've got that too. Shirley Annette. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but look, it's your name, Mother. I was like. 
and then he went and filled it with all sorts of frogs and this and his granny and his nanny and his yeah oh. it's whatever makes you happy you know exactly. I look at him now and I think you know and, he's and you know, 31 and it makes him happy he loves it and a lot of women so. are going to find that attractive exactly yeah. what makes yeah. you happy yeah, yeah. James and Shirley, who's done absolutely sweet FA with six days to go. <laughs> and you know how we feel. You've probably done everything, right? No, I'm in abundance of ridiculous festivities at the moment. I mean, I'm actually really intrigued to hear about Shirley. This is actually in all seriousness. You're the busy one. No, but also in all seriousness, this is actually quite a lovely story because you know yeah. you haven't celebrated Christmas. Well, my brother died in um, 2003. 2003 um, in the Christmas period mm. so since then I can't say that my mother or I really celebrated it but then I got this job on Strictly and I went home a few weeks ago November and when I walked in she had all these trees up and she had decorations she goes I thought it would be time you and I would have our Christmas dinner oh, so we had this Christmas dinner together my mum and I in the middle of November she cried I cried we had a big picture of David we lit a candle I think he would have wanted that mm. Need a moment there, but uh, so that was great. And then when I go home to the United States now, my um, two friends, you know, Alan and Nathan, they said we're going to put a big tree up for you. I'm going to put some garland, and you will have a tree this year in your house. So and so, how are you feeling about that? Uh, a little bit emotional, you yeah. know, because it was just Christmas was always spent with David. So uh, it is strange feelings, but. I think, again, you can see whatever you want to see into something, and I think he would have wanted me to celebrate it. Yes. Christmas is so emotional anyway, yeah. isn't it? Cause it's, I think purely because it comes at the end of a year, so it's often a time where you reflect on yeah. what's gone on anyway. But I think as well, you know, people often talk about the first Christmas after you've lost somebody, but I think losing somebody at Christmas... Well, you never get over it because it's a reminder yeah, every time really. it comes. It never feels like a comfortable month. No. So for me, being on Strictly and everything, it's been like just rejuvenated really it's giving you be- this is like a fairy yeah. tale Strictly's brought Christmas back well, to you yeah, I'm about is, to cry yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's filled your life with I mean certainly not a replacement but but, but something else yeah. well I have all the, I have all the ornaments that we had on the tree from when David and I were small that's all in the attic and uh, I'm going to pull them out as well so they're going to pull them out we're, I'm going to sit and I'm going to go through each one and remember oh. when we got it where we got it how we got it so I'll well, tell you something, I'm going to think about that on Christmas Day. Yeah. I really you. hope you have a lovely one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant I Christmas. hope so. Yeah. But are you as disorganised as me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I have bought my cards. Yeah. I have bought my cards. And... Um, I'm just trying to think about, you know, what's what to get everybody. Although Mark did text me this morning after not speaking for three days because he's so busy. He goes, oh, I found this leather jacket. Christmas! <laughs> Christmas, yeah. mummy! I love you, never too old. I am all for... I love the people in my life who just tell me what to buy them. Yeah. I love those people. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, this. I think I may have even talked about this on the podcast before, but a, a few years ago, we devised this thing in my family whereby we draw names. You draw Oh, like Secret Santa? Yes. We draw one name, so rather than us all buying individual one gifts gift. and spending a fortune, we, we just said, right, everyone gets a gift for 100 quid, and yeah. you get one thing you really want, and it has basically turned into, everyone just finds it who they've got, an email, this is what I want. So actually, the stress of shopping, is just, but it has become a little bit clinical, I won't say that, there's no real surprise anymore, but it does take the total stress out of Christmas shopping. See, now I'm feeling like my family is so weird compared to that, because my family tried that, and it just turned into all-out geopolitical warfare. <laughs> and so no one can ever talk about the secret Santa of 2010 oh. because it all just went so badly wrong. Really? And I just can't even begin 
we'd need another two hours on the podcast for me to explain it. I get, I get the email six weeks out. Going, when are we doing the draw for Christmas? Like they, they get excited for the draw. They really embrace it. What do you want for Christmas, Shirley? Oh yes, that's a good question. Peace. Just, you know, peace and everybody to be in a good place and for other people, really, you know. So I do a lot of work for charity, so, you know, my anything I can do, you know, supporting other people makes me... I'm happy when I see other people happy. It's it's never just such a personal thing for myself. I it's more about giving. I was going to give you a candle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 or I might find somebody I haven't had a boyfriend in two and a half years. Oh, that would be nice. That Love would be nice to meet somebody, that's, maybe for Christmas. That's you know? actually I'm astonishing. I'm with yeah. you, Sharon. How is that possible? Um, well, when I finished with my last boyfriend of five and a half years, I think it was just took its toll and just decided to take a break. And my mother, she got that polymyalgia, mm. so I just decided I was going to focus on her. So she's she's my everything. She's my everything. So I just focus on my mum, and she focuses on me. And we've had this most fantastic years together and she's 80 now with a social calendar and it's just <laughs> fantastic for me to see. I feel like you're having some sort of chrysalis moment yeah, me too, where yeah. it's like there's a rebirth happening yeah. so I don't know, I'm no clairvoyant but I can see something's going to happen. I've been loving Carl since yeah. I'm 18 I reckon. Yeah, and look she's excited, she's smart, she's excited about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any, any new resolutions, do you believe now? Resolution thing, yeah, I think you know everybody makes mistakes. Mm. You know, and those that live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Absolutely. So I think your new re- your resolution should start with yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror, how you perceive yourself, so that you can be the best person you can be in order to shine a light to others. So that'll be. Oh, all the work in progress. What a gorgeous message to end on, Shirley Ballas. I could sit at your feet. Oh, like with my, so with my fist, resting my you. chin and just listen to okay. all your wisdom. There's so much more we could have talked about. Yeah. You have to come back. Shirley, I'll, next. I'll come back, I when promise, I promise. When you're back next year for Strictly, you'll come back yeah. and do another podcast. I yes. will. <laughs> you're too busy with your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sick of hearing too busy. I've had <laughs> such fun. I want to wish everybody a very happy Christmas oh. and may all their dreams come true. And you have a wonderful Christmas. You deserve Thank the you. best Christmas, Shirley. Happy Christmas to all the listeners. If, uh, if you've got any sort of feedback for us, guys, please do email us at, um, it's, is it just me, podcast at gmail.com. Well, we need to actually email. Actually we can never remember our own email address. Yeah. Is it just me, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Send us your suggestions of topics, guests, and any other feedback. We'd love to hear from you. You can also just hashtag us on social media at is it just me, podcast. I'm Joe underscore Elvin on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm James Connor, W12, everywhere. And if you want to be nice to Shirley Ballas yes. on social media... Follow me on Twitter and yes. I'm the one with the blue tick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send Shirley some lovely things. Yeah. yeah, anyway, happy Christmas everybody. Thank happy Christmas Shirley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.